Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Rob Port here on 970 WDAY AM 93.1 FM. Welcome back, Natil. How are you? I am fabulous. It was a good day to be back today. It is. Uh, Nolan did a great job in your absence, but it's nice to have you back on the air. I missed you. I missed you, too. <laughs> All right, now that the lovey-stubby stuff is over, uh, we got open phones this program today, 701-293-9000. If you want to join in, 888-970-9329. That's the toll-free number. Uh, email talk, wday.com. Uh, also, uh, tweet me, at Rob Port, if you want to join in that way. Um, I, you, know what, you know what I did over the weekend, Atil? Did you go see It? I did. Oh, I'm so scared to go see it. I kind of want to, but I don't usually, I don't like horror but I just started. I've started getting into horror now, and I'm. You scared. will. You will like this horror movie. It's. It's. It's very much a throwback movie, and and we were talking about this with my um with my. I actually went with my uh, daughter and one of her friends, and uh, we went to the movie, and we were sort of talking about because it's set in the 80s. The the book I think was set like the 50s or 60s, and so they moved it up a little bit. So th- this was set in the 80s. But I was talking to my daughter. I said, there's going to come a time because there is that sort of genre of movies where you have. It's all about the kids, right? And, and everything is just sort of happening under the noses of, of sort of clueless adults, right? And it's the kids and they're out on adventures. and They're riding their bikes around. It It is like that. Uh, you could think of another Stephen King movie, uh, Stand By Me, uh, is a classic example of that. Uh, the Goonies. I mean, you could just go down the list. Uh, Stranger Things, you know, obviously set in the 80s was, was very much like that. God, I um, love Stranger Things. There is, if you like Stranger Things, you will like It. Um, although It's obviously quite a bit more gruesome. but And there's jump scares. But I, I think you will like It. I, I think It is a good horror movie for people who are maybe... It's it's a good movie. Will people in the audience hate me if I scream at the jump scares? You no, know, there'll will. be other people screaming too. Okay, good. And and <laughs> and it was kind of funny because like every, I mean, it was it was so good. People were so into it. Like the, like the clown would make its appearance, and people would be like, oh, like it was it was really really good. Um, but I think there's this whole genre of movies that is based on a version of childhood which which kind of doesn't exist anymore. Which is kids just sort of biking all over town and doing all this stuff and going down and playing in like the sewers and playing and you know doing all these things and going on camping trips alone and all this stuff that we just really don't let kids do anymore, right? I, I mean, it's I was talking to my daughter. I, I said, you know, you wonder like in like now when kids look at like the email icon on their tablet or their smartphone and they're wondering why is it why does it look like an envelope right or or what is this weird symbol that's symbolizing a phone that's not what a phone looks like i think that version of childhood sort of doesn't exist for a lot of kids anymore and maybe it's less like that for us in this part of the the world but generally it doesn't exist for kids anymore because we don't let kids just roam and romp like that anymore and it's because the world is a different place now is, is there, it though the, well it definitely feels like that, and maybe it maybe feels like it. And that's the, the perception. Issue. Maybe it's just yeah. the perception. We perceive the world differently now than we used to. There was a great article about the the sort of free range kids movement in the Atlantic. I want to say a year ago, maybe more. Um, and, and they were actually talking about it in the context of like playground safety. Um, but they they went through and, and they followed. It, it was it was this great study, and it was it was a group of kids that they studied like back in the 70s or early 80s or something like that. And they followed these kids wherever they went. Like, where, where do you go after school? And they went, you know, miles and miles away from home, and they're playing along rivers and out in fields and doing all sorts of stuff. And like 20 or 30 years later, this reporter went back, 
and and got in touch with with the kids he followed and and talked about um you know with with those parents about what they let their kids do and to a person the person the the, the parents were talking about how they loved their childhood about how they could go anywhere they could go out they could do anything and and, and just basically got to romp and roam until mom and dad called them home for for dinner and then on the flip side of that they were also saying, well, I, I just can't allow that to happen with, with my kids because, you know, the world's changed, just like you said, Atil. But then they went through and they looked at statistics and really like child abductions, you know, death from from accidents, getting run over. I mean, all of these these danger statistics for children really haven't changed. They really haven't changed. Your child is not really any more likely to get abducted in 2017 as they were in 1952. It's just. It, it hasn't it hasn't changed that much. You, your kids just aren't in that danger. But I think there is a perception now of this danger that has made us change the way we deal with our kids. And it's not necessarily a good thing, which is also going to get me into my other point about. Uh, did you see Frank who got to mow the White House lawn, Natil? No, I didn't. Yes. This 11 year old named Frank, he wrote President Trump. He's got a lawn mowing business at his home. And I'm, I'm not sure where he's from. But he asked if he could if he could mow the lawn at the White House. Uh, and President Trump said, sure, buddy, come on over. So he came over and he got to mow the lawn at the White House. Uh, and then a former New York Times labor reporter got on Twitter and said that it was not sending a great message on child labor laws. And I'm just oh thinking, God, like, really? these, this kid these was things... probably just so excited that he got to mow yeah. the, the lawn at the White House. Yeah. And he's like, you know, uh, lawnmowers are dangerous and kids are losing their toes and et cetera, et cetera. And it's like, well, you know, the world is a dangerous place in general. Like, you're never going to make the world a 100% safe place. But if you're responsible about it, you can let your kid go out and, and roam after school and ride their bike around and do all sorts of crazy stuff. And you can let your kid. Uh, you know, mow lawns and, and have a little lawn mowing business at 11 years old. You can do those things and they're probably going to be okay. And we are so afraid, not just of what's going to happen to our kids, but also we've created this like shaming society so that if you let your kid walk home from school or you let your kid, uh, you know, go out and play unsupervised or you let your kid have a lawn mowing business at 11 years old, now you get shamed by your community or, or the government may even step in, like child protective services may step in and, and get on you. And I, I just, I wonder what we're doing with ourselves. And, and these two things, like like it and its portrayal of, of childhood, of these kids going around and just having their own little world separate from their parents, I think is a healthy thing we don't necessarily allow anymore. Now, hopefully your kids aren't going to be fighting a murderous clown. Uh, but you know what I mean. And then also this reaction to a, to, a, to an 11-year-old who has the get up and go to not only start his own business, but also probably have the marketing bonanza for that business that is getting the opportunity to mow the White House and get all sorts of media coverage. Like these are wonderful things. But yet because we're, we're idiots and because we're, we're just we're so judgmental of one another, we don't allow these things to just happen. 701-293-9000, What do you think? Am I right or wrong about this? Because I, I think we the way we treat children has really changed, and I don't think it's for the better. What do you think? 701-293-9000, Email talk at WDAY.com. Um, let's see. Yeah, let's get Karen before we break. Go ahead, Karen. I liked to mow lawns, but I called to talk about a Stephen King movie. Okay. It was about a plane 
that went through some pink cloud and uh, is that Tommy Knockers or yeah. or the Langoliers? Or was, I think was it Tommy the Knockers? Name of it. Yeah, and I, they've shown that on TV, and I watch it every time they show it on TV. Yeah, no, that's a good movie. They, they have made a ton of Stephen King movies. And, and they run the gamut of quality. Karen, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. 701-293-9000, email talk at WDAY.com. What, what do you think? Have we changed the way we treat kids? And is it for the better or for worse? Love to hear what you think. We'll be back right after this on 970 WDAY AM and 93.1 FM. It's the Rob Report. Don't go away. Welcome back, Rob. Report on 970 WDAY AM, 93.1 FM, 701-293-9000, What do you think? We, we had this this flip out on Twitter over the weekend because a, 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 a kick-ass kid named Frank decided to go and uh, ask the president if he could mow the White House lawn. He got to. It was awesome. He did a great job by all accounts. Uh, he's got a lawn mowing business. I mean, this kid's a go-getter. And what does somebody do? Former labor reporter for the New York Times comes out and says, oh, I, I don't think that's sending a good message on child labor laws. Um, I'm reading this. This is Molly Hemingway on uh, the Washington Free Beacon. She writes, uh, this story was so delightful that only someone with a heart of stone could frown on it. Stephen Greenhouse, the New York Times former labor reporter, is that man. Um Greenhouse uh, went on to. T- I'm continuing here. Uh, Greenhouse wrote a series of tweets lambasting the mowing of lawns by an 11 year old. Uh, Greenhouse went on to tweet a bunch more, saying that he'd written a lot about child labor. That the American Academy of Pediatrics uh, says you should be 12 before operating a mower, which seems a little arbitrary. I mean, 11, 12 kids develop at different rates. They have different levels of maturity and responsibility. I think that's kind of up to the parents. But I don't know. I, I mean, I just I had a I had a paper route. When I was starting, um, I started actually the summer between fourth and fifth grade. And I delivered the Minot Daily News. Um, I delivered around 100 papers a day, uh, depending, you know, subscriptions kind of went up and down but on, along my route. But it was around 100, I, I think, for the duration. I had that paper out until I was a junior in high school. Um, so something like six, six, seven years, something like that. Um and, I mean, it, it entailed me getting up at about 4.30 every day and uh, getting my delivery, because I, I got all the newspapers delivered to my house in a bundle, uh, getting those newspapers, uh, sorting them, putting them in a bag, and then lugging them uh, around and, and delivering 100 of them every morning, seven days a week, holidays included. And I also, at that time, I had to go around and collect money from the customers who didn't pay uh, via mail. I had to go and, like, ask them for the money. And I did all that starting at, at 10 years old. And how many kids are doing that today? Like, like how many parents would let their 10 year old go wander around the neighborhood at four thirty five o'clock in the morning delivering papers? Yeah. I don't know. I wasn't, I wasn't that young when I started working, but as soon as I turned 14, I was waitressing at the cafe yeah. in the tiny little town where I grew up. And I wasn't, you know, I was working on the weekends, eight-hour yeah. days. 
I, I, I'll tell you, I mean, I screwed up sometimes with my paper out. Like, there were a few times I slept in, right? I didn't hear my alarm, or I would turn my alarm off, and I fell back asleep. I mean, that happened. Um, sometimes I would miss houses. I mean, sometimes, uh, you know, I, 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 I forgot to collect for people sometimes. I was a kid, you know, and I screwed up in some ways, and I was held accountable for it. Uh, and I got in trouble with my parents, and I obviously got in trouble with my bosses at the paper. And, you know, I mean, it taught me a lot of things about having a job and being responsible and being accountable for my failures and my actions. And also how, I mean, a lot of really good things too, like how it felt to buy something with my own money. My own, my first car I bought with paper out money. I, I bought an old Ford pickup truck. I bought it myself with paper out money. I earned it myself and it was the best damn feeling in the world to have a car that I bought myself. And I just, I, I don't know, and I'm not saying that today's, I mean, I don't want to sound like the grumpy old man, like get off my lawn or, or whatever, but I don't know. I, I just, I feel like we're denying our kids something, right? And I, I'm not saying that, that every kid has to grow up and, and have that sort of 1950s, you know, playing down in the stream with frogs and bugs and everything childhood. I mean, there's a lot of different ways to have a childhood, and I'm not saying that there's any one right way. I just think in general, we're too protective. We are too protective of the kids to their detriment. What do you think? 701-293-9000-888-970-9329. I think these movies, Stranger Things and It, where you're seeing seeing these kids go out uh, and have their own adventures, I think that's quickly becoming a thing of the past. Uh, And I think this this little kerfuffle over uh, an 11-year-old mowing the lawn at the White House, and now people are upset because they think he's too young, I think it's an example. We're too protective, and we're not helping the kids with it. What do you think? 701-293-9000-888-970-9329. Email talk at WDAY.com. Caller, John, you're up. Rob, you can sound like a grumpy old man all you want. <laughs> well, I'm not that old, but, you know, I, I'm oh, not. No, I realize you know, that. You're actually, I believe, younger than me. And, yeah. I, and I'll tell you, you're dead right on this. You know, yeah. like, like a lot of things that you're dead right on. I mean, it, it just, every day. Lately, I turn on the radio, and when I listen to your cohorts before you, all I want to do is just laugh and smack my head against a brick wall because I, it, it, it's just like a, a constant circus of stupidity in society nowadays. You know, I'm old enough that, God, we used to do all sorts of things. And, you know, yeah. if you made poor choices, you got hurt. Oh, no surprise there. You learn, you know. You, 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 wanna, you, know, you, you make that point, John. You want to hear something really interesting, and I'm going back to this Atlantic article that I read, and it might be, it might be a year more than a year old now, but I'm sure you can find it. Uh, and it was focusing on, like, playground safety. And the interesting thing about it is they were saying that even as we have done all of these things, you know, we've, like, rubberized the ground around the play sets and everything's, like, soft, rounded plastic. I mean, I remember the, the playgrounds of my kid, like, like the, the slide, I'm, like, 15 feet up in the air. The only thing keeping me from falling off is this, like, two-inch lip of metal. Everything is metal, by the way. And there's, like, sharp edges and hard edges. And, and by the way, the slide had no taper off either. Like, it went straight down into the dirt. That's what I played on, right? And they've changed all that. And you would think that's for the better because nobody wants kids to get hurt, right? But they've actually tracked the injuries. And since we started doing all that, we have more injuries on playgrounds. And they said the reason why is because everything is so soft and molded and everything, kids take more risks. They behave uh, more da- in, in, in a more irresponsible way or, or dangerous manner, and they get hurt more. 
And and I think there's something in that that we could extrapolate larger. Thanks for the call, John. Appreciate it. 701-293-9000-888-970-9329. Email talk at wday.com. Are, 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 are we doing our kids any favors by coddling them? I want to hear from you. We'll be back right after this. Don't go away. Welcome back. Rob Port on 970 WDYM, 93.1 FM. We're talking about kids, and are we... And part of it is, I saw the movie It over the weekend, and it's set in the 1980s, and it portrays kids, like we've so often seen in movies, just out having their own adventures, and these these crazy things happen right under the noses of their parents. And I'm just saying, that sort of a childhood, in a lot of ways, doesn't exist anymore. And then also the uproar over Frank, who was an awesome 11-year-old who asked to mow the White House lawn, got the opportunity to do it. Uh, he's a go-getter. And then some some uh, New York Times, former New York Times reporters complaining on Twitter about child labor laws. Um, and I, I just think we're, we're doing this to ourselves as a society. We have created both this paranoia about our kids and then also this this shaming society where parents who aren't you know, are, are just maybe a, a little bit more laissez-faire about their kids, are are shamed. And I don't think it's a good thing for our society and, and, and kids in particular, but I'd love to hear what you think. 701-293-9000, Email talk at wday.com. Uh, Marion says, uh, Rob, we are Sisyphean our kids so bad it's pathetic. I, I think Sisyphean, I think that's a reference to Sisyphus rolling the rock up the, like a futile endeavor, rolling the rock up the hill. Anyway, uh, I think she meant like sissifying, maybe. I don't know. Uh, and we as business owners see it when the young kids come in and apply and work for us. In a lot of cases, it's like we are hiring uh, the parents and the kids. And we as business owners, in a lot of cases, have to deal with both the parents and the kids. We don't allow our kids to grow up. We had parents call and complain about how little Joey comes home so tired. So tired. Well, when you work, you get tired. I, I mean, listen, you hire teenagers, you get teenagers. I mean, there's just, you know, I mean, that's that's part of it. Like like kids working a job for the first time, sometimes they'll be lazy. Sometimes they'll be irresponsible. That's the whole point of setting them off to work so that they learn some of those skills and overcome those things. I mean, most of us were probably lazy and irresponsible when we were teenagers, too. That's just the way teenagers are. They grow up. They grow out of that, thankfully. Uh, we all did, so they will, you know. But I, I agree about the thing with the parents, and and I employed some young kids, at, you know, at one time, and and had that problem a little bit. And then also, um, I I think it's an issue where we're just afraid to to let the kids struggle. We're we're afraid afraid to let the kids fail. We're even afraid to to maybe let them get hurt a little bit, not realizing that a lot of the times. You know, we don't want to put them in, in really dangerous situations. We don't want anybody to get hurt. But sometimes struggle and failure is is a way to, to learn how to succeed in life. But I don't know. Call me old-fashioned. 701-293-9000-888-970-9329. Let's see. we got a caller, Jim. What's up, Jim? How's it going, Rob? Good. Hey, you know, I, 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 I believe with my whole heart that our kids should be kids. But at the same time, I also believe that as kids get a little bit older in that 13, 14-year-old realm, you know, it's time to start figuring out, you know, how to make a little bit of money on your own. And yeah. I've 
you know, to a quarter, a big air quote, since my kids were eight, nine, ten years old, I've got a, you know, gardens in my backyard and all kinds of different lawn projects and yard work and pulling weeds. And I've had my kids out there helping me pull weeds. And yeah, my, my dad used to give me a nickel. He'd make me, uh, I'd have to pull all the dandelions out of the lawn. He'd give me a nickel each. Absolutely. And, you know, and, and, you know, the kids want something. Well, do you have any money? No. Well, let's go earn some money. And now my kids are getting older and a couple of them actually have jobs now, real jobs, you know, employees. And I think it's great. And I, but I limit to a certain extent how many hours I want them working per week simply sure. because I, I need them to also concentrate on their studies. I need them to concentrate right. on all the other things that they're doing to make them well-rounded. But I well, do a- not for one minute believe, do not believe that we should not instill uh, a sense of, of work ethic into our young kids because these right. young kids, if we instill that now, it's going sure. to hopefully lead on into their late teens, 20s, 30s, where they actually have you know, a, a, a career. Not just a job, but a career, and they're actually, you know, beneficial to the people that are employing them. Every, everything in moderation. You're right. So, I mean, there's got to be a balance. You don't want your kid out trying to work 30, 35 hours a week and go to school at the same time. That ain't going to cut it. That's not responsible but, either. I'm, I'm just I, saying. I agree. And here's, here's my other point to this, yeah. too. And you can flip the coin on this and go, how many parents are out there letting their kids spend three, four, five, six, seven hours in front of the TV or their or their uh, tablets or computers all doggone day? Right. But but the thing kids, is is that but then they're in the living room, right? Then they're in the living room, and and you don't have to worry about where they're at. And the thing is, is like this should be it should be easier, right? It should be easier to let your kid go out and roam because there's technology now, right? I mean my my ten year old has a watch where you know, I could I could I could call her on it, and it's it's controlled. You know, she can only call certain people. Uh, and she can but only receive can calls from certain people. But exactly, I can see exactly where she's at. So I have this technology that gives me some peace of mind, so I can let her go and roam and be a little freer. And, and I, so it should be getting easier, right? Parents in the fifties and sixties and seventies and eighties didn't have these things. We have them. No, but and yet, I, I will say that we we do live in a slightly different time frame. But you know, I grew up in the late seventies. See, but I don't think we do. I, I don't. I don't think kids are in any more danger really today than they were nope. fifty years ago. I, was, I just don't. I was just gonna say. You know something? I remember still seeing kids' face on the side of milk cartons in the 80s. Kids were yeah. still being kidnapped. Kids were still being hurt. You know, my goodness gracious. And it's I horrible. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't right. And th- those are horrible things. And I don't want to belittle those things or make it sound like those things are, are inconsequential or not a threat. But I'm just saying at some point, you gotta, we got to live our lives. We cannot live in fear of the unexpected. And here's the other thing is those rates, those abduction rates and everything, while they haven't gone up, they also haven't really gone down that much either. Because of all the no, coddling and the kids and, staying you know, inside I, all the time and everything else. So, you know, things are going to happen. You still got to go out and live your life. You do. And, you know, I, I, my mother, you know, love her to death. And I'll tell you what, in the summertime, if she saw us other than lunchtime and dinner time, she was mad. Because she wanted us outside. She wanted us, yeah. you know, doing, doing other things. When, I mean, we, I was in 8, 9, 10 years old. Oh, yeah, we didn't have seatbelts in the car either, but we all survived. You know, while we're ranting, can I go off on the schools here a little bit, too? I mean, generally, I think the schools do a good job. But what is the thing with making a big, like, we got dress-up days now all the time? I mean, it's like every flipping day, it's, oh, I got to dress like a pirate, or now I got to wear rainbows, or now I got to wear red, or now I got to dress like like I'm from Hawaii or something. I mean, every every flipping day, and it's... 
you know, there comes a point where if you try to make every day special, then none of the days are special. You know, I had to shake my head, Rob. All last, last week was homecoming week, and every single day, all of Monday through Friday of last week, was a was a different theme day that the kids had to wear. You know, neon day or you know, it's ridiculous school color. You know, school colors day, which you know, fine. I, I can see it here and there and everywhere. Once in a while, right? But it comes down to, like you said, it it seems to be it's more it's more prevalent now, and it's it's happening more frequently, which in turn makes it you know it's just not look at all, look at all the fun. pressure you're putting on the parents look at all the pressure you're putting on the parents to go out and take care of all that stuff well, yeah, i mean it's we have to go yeah you know at six o'clock at night when your daughter comes up and goes uh, oh by the way Dad, I, I need a hawaiian shirt for tomorrow, shirt for tomorrow. <laughs> yeah here we go in the fargo yeah. we go to go to walmart walmart loves it the walmart's loving it though because of all those trips oh, yeah. you're making last minute nobody no place else yep. is open that might have it walmart's got it though <laughs> yeah yep. well i don't know right, i i so- i we're, we're getting crazy with some of this stuff. We are. Maybe less is more with parenting, right? I, I think we need that movement. Less is more, right? I mean, let let your kids grow a little bit. Let them make some mistakes. Let them scrape their knee, right? I do. I, mean, I do believe in. I do truly believe in allowing, and and not just. I mean, children, even young adults, college kids. I, I do truly believe in that the lessons that you learn, whether they're good lessons, bad lessons. Uh, you make the mistake. You know, my father used to say, mistakes are totally okay. Make all the mistakes you want. It's the, there's the, there's the stupid person and then there's the ignorant person. And there's a huge difference between the two. And uh, the ignorant person makes a mistake, but then learns from it and is no longer ignorant about that particular thing anymore. And hopefully never makes that mistake again. The stupid person keeps making the same mistake over and over and over again and never learns how to do it the right way. Yeah. And it just that's it, you make the mistakes, but then learn from the mistake and then figure out how to not only not make that mistake again, but maybe how to show someone else not to make that mistake either. Sounds wise to me, Jim. Thanks for the call. Until you, you know what my daughter told me the other day? She she told me about a leprechaun trap. A leprechaun trap. To celebrate St. Pat I guess this wasn't the other day, this was like last St. Patrick's Day. But to celebrate St. Patrick's Day, a leprechaun trap. We had to set one up, and I'm saying, I, why are we doing this? We're, we're not even Irish. Oh, I think that's kind of cute, though. We had a we had an Ugh. Easter bunny, uh, an Easter bunny. I, don't, I wouldn't call it a trap. One year, but we we put sugar out on the yeah. table, and the Easter bunny left tracks in the sugar. It's too much. I thought it was fun and cute. less is more with parenting. That's my philosophy from now on. Less is more. All right, uh, we're going to wrap the show up after this. 701-293-9000, We'll be right back. This is the Rob Report on 970 AM 93.1 FM. Don't go away. Welcome back, Rob Report on 970 WDAYM and 93.1 FM. Uh, I mentioned a, a watch my daughter has uh, through Verizon. Aaron emails, he goes, Rob, please send information on that watch you have for your 10-year-old. Um, Aaron, I checked your email. I just I just emailed you a, a link quick during the break. It's the Gizmo Gadget is the one through Verizon. That's just the one I'm not, like, Verizon's not paying me to. We have Verizon, and that's the watch we chose. And, um I mean, I don't know. It works great. Uh, we I can track where she's at. 
Uh, she can call me. Uh, there's some games on there. It's pretty fun. The battery life is great. It works good. And it, it gives me a, a level of comfort. I feel comfortable now letting her go around the block to the playground uh, because I could call her. She could check in. There's even a little thing where she just she can just swipe like up and it'll just automatically send me an update that she's okay and, and her location and everything like that. Works fantastic. Um, so, uh, yeah, a lot of fun and also less is more with parenting. I, I think we're just, we're just, we're going overboard. Stop shaming one another. I, have you seen, sometimes there's these horrible stories about like child protective services getting involved because some mom, uh, I, I remember there was one where she was like a single mom and she couldn't afford childcare. And so it was like her 11 year old was playing at the playground across the street from McDonald's while she was working at McDonald's and like child protective services got involved. And it's just, uh, stuff like that to me is just ridiculous. We used to let kids, you know, walk home from school. We used to let them do all sorts of stuff, and we're not doing it anymore. And the kids aren't really any safer, uh, but they are maybe not growing up as quickly as we need them to grow up. And all the way up to the point where, like, policies like with Obamacare, where kids can be covered under their parents' health insurance till they're 26. Listen, a 26-year-old person is an adult, not a kid. 701-293-9000-888-970-9329. Let's see, another email. Rob, I was just visiting with a friend who was a teacher in West Fargo. Uh, We were listening to you just a few moments ago. She says, it's not that kids are changing. Kids still enjoy doing the same things as we did. It's the parents that are changing, uh, not allowing the kids to be kids. I think that's probably right. Uh, Caller, Tim, you're up. Yeah, life's not supposed to be safe. When we were kids, we made ramps with tires and boards to jump our stingrays from. We yeah. busted bones and we got stitches. Yeah, and, and nobody wants to see kids get hurt. Like I like I'm still still making my kid wear a helmet when she rides her bike, you know, and, and, and pads and stuff. I don't want her to get hurt, but I'm not going to let that get in the way of her going out and, and doing activities. I mean, my parents used to lock us out of the house after breakfast during the summer. <laughs> don't come back till it's time to eat. Well, that might have been just you, Tim. Maybe your parents didn't like you that much. Well, it could have been that. You know. <laughs> I'm kidding. But, I mean, I'm kidding. I, we didn't need safe spaces when we were in our 20s. You know, I, like- I, I I keep going back to this article that I read in The Atlantic, and one of the things they were talking about was this new type of pl- private playground where they just have stuff in there, right, where they have, like, like, like lumber and, like, old tires and barrels and stuff, and the kids are just allowed to play with that stuff, right, like, like build forts and... Uh, like there was a little creek, I guess, that ran through this park. So they like dammed the creek and made a pond. And I mean, I remember doing that stuff. We had this big, um, this big slough, uh, or, or sort of, um, you know, gully type thing with all sorts of trees. And we'd go down there, and there was water running through it. And we'd dam up the water, and then play swords and with sticks. And and we did all sorts of crazy. There was some old like abandoned cars down there and we crawled all over those things i mean that's what we did and yeah we got cuts and scrapes and we got hurt sometimes but you know what it was great it was fantastic it was better than any playground that's right and that's what they made tetanus shots for yeah you you survive (laughs) and you know what part of it is hollywood's perception has changed america if you watch like some of the old uh my three sons episodes fred mcmurray comes in to tell the kids good night and what is two feet away from Chip's head leaning against the wall? His twenty-two rifle. Yeah. We had all that stuff when we were kids, and you we know, survived. Because we, we do this thing where, where something tragic happens, and then we blow the tragic anecdote up, and we try to turn it into a trend, and then everybody thinks that's going to happen to their kid, too. And you know what? The truth is, it's probably not going to happen to your kid. 
All right. I mean, again, statistically, your kid's not any more likely to get abducted today than they were 30, 40 years ago. Your kid's not any more likely uh, to get hurt or, or anything else than they were 20, 30 years ago. Um, you know, use some of the technology we have available to us to track your kids and, and to keep an eye on them and help them be safe. But let them go be kids for crying out loud. Let them come home dirty. Yeah. That's dirty a, with, with, with a hole in their for. jeans and, and, and they need a Band-Aid on their knee. I mean, that's... That's living, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, thanks for the exactly. call, Tim. Appreciate it. What do you think, Natil? I think you're pretty much on the right track. I mean, when when I was growing up, I spent a lot of time up in um, the pasture lands that my family owned on horseback, and I was the only right. one up there. I didn't go up, like, with my sister or anybody else. And at that point in time, I didn't have a cell phone. And even if I had a cell phone, the cell phone reception at that time in Fort Ransom, North Dakota, was Probably non-existent. Not. Right. So, you know, the I, as long as I was close enough that I could hear this giant metal bell ring when mom wanted me to come home, I was fine. And I, I, yeah. could, I could hear it, and then it would take me, you know, 10, 15 minutes to get back down, but that was the way it was. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't want I hate it when people get down on millennials and stuff like that because I think a lot of it's just sort of, you know, every every older generation has it out for the generation that's coming next. But generally, I don't know. I just don't think we're doing our kids any favor. Hey, that's it for today. Remember, you can always catch me 1 to 2 p.m. right here on 970 WDAYAM, 93.1 F- FM, or, of course, 24 hours a day, seven days a week at SayAnythingBlog.com. Natil, nice to have you back. Great to be back. Thanks for listening. We'll talk again. Living